Smart Council is a production of New Pattern Counseling, with additional support from Multnomah University. To learn how to support this podcast, visit patreon.com slash smartcouncil. Reese Basimio is a counselor, teacher, and writer, and the founder of New Pattern Counseling in Gresham, Oregon. His clinical specialties are addictions, gender, sexuality, and spirituality. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Smart Council, Fathers Helping Fathers. Smart Council provides counselors' perspectives and other resources on spirituality, mental health, addictions, relationships, and trauma. I'm Reese Basimio. I'm Aaron Kelsey. We're talking about being dads. How are you, Aaron? I'm, I'm good. Uh, yeah, speaking of dads, my, my son, my oldest, turned five yesterday. Ah. So it was, you know, in the middle of this global pandemic, uh, everybody's sheltered in place. We had a little, little birthday party for him. And so, yeah, trying to figure out how to parent in these, in these times has, has been interesting. It is very interesting and happy birthday to your oldest. And my, <laughs> yeah. my, my gosh, is he really five already? So, He's really five. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Kept him alive for five years so far. I know. Uh, well well done. So well done. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear that. I know my, my oldest turned seven this summer and um, right. And I'm again, like, weren't he just born? So yeah, there's that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, weren't we just in college or something? We were, we were. And uh, <laughs> this being a father thing, I don't know, for me, it was always something that I aspired to and wanted as a kid and wanted in the sense of like, oh yeah, that thing way out there, that'll be cool. And not, I'll never get there, but it just is so far away. And now I'm kind of deep into it and it's going by fast and, um, and blah, blah, it's baffling. All the time and wonderful but <laughs> it's a lot of things it is a lot of things a lot of things all at once yeah so this conversation is part of a part of a series we're doing for for father's day so um this should air sometime in june although i'm i'm impressing myself in tackling this a couple months ahead of time so um nice uh having a rare moment of having my having myself together but we're we're talking about being a dad. Um, just recognizing that being a dad, uh, being a dad and a counselor in particular, that's that's kind of our, our narrow slice of experience we're exploring, and it comes with a lot of joys and a lot of challenges. And you know, being fathers, we bring a particular perspective to the counseling world, and also being counselors, we maybe bring a particular perspective and skill set to to fatherhood. Also, so I was excited to explore that and just to see. How can we create conversational resources for for other dads who who might be listening, whether or not they're counselors? So yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, as you and I were were kind of formulating what we we're going to talk about today, you know, I, the first thing that popped into my head was uh, when my when my firstborn was was born. You know, I was in the middle of uh, you know my career in the in the nonprofit world and um, was was sort of yeah, had, had my had my stuff together on the surface for sure. I uh, was working really hard and, and working a lot. And and what I what I found in that season of life was that uh, the you know first of all the the baby being born was was good. Um, you know I I cried some really manly tears when when I first 
laid eyes on my son. Um, and at the same time, uh, it was it was probably the loneliest I've ever felt uh, over an extended period of time. You know, I, I went from I I don't I don't know if this is true, but I but I felt really important in in my marriage and in my house, and felt really important in my life. And and then I think as the baby was born and and brought brought into this this family, I went from probably first place to to third place at, at best. Um, and so when I would talk to people, they, they were like, how's, how's your wife and how's the baby? And if I was lucky, they would ask me how I was doing. And so I, at that time, didn't, didn't have the words or, or the, the, the language to, to name to myself. I am really, really lonely. Uh, and so my, my solution at that time was, was to just work more. Uh, to work work harder and, and dive really hard into work, uh, and so so fast forward, uh, you know, for for a time, uh, I I did that, and fortunately I had I had people that that were that were aware and, and able to to help me name name that. Uh, so other basically other fathers that were further along in, in their their fathering, uh, and they were like, yeah, man, this 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 sucks. Uh, you know, being a dad sucks sometimes. Like it's, it's not this Disney thing. Um, it's, it's not like a good TV show where there's, there's sort of a resolution at the end of the, the hour every day. Uh, it's, it's, it's sort of messy. Uh, and it, and it's, and it's lonely and it's, and it's hard. And so, so what I was experiencing a lot of time was when I would go to people uh, and telling them how, how hard it was I would sort of get that like uh sort of that manly attaboy like you got this and what I was trying to communicate and and what I uh what I got better at but what I still heard at, at times was you got this uh you know you you know you you can handle this you're you know you're a man you 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 present like and people wouldn't say this part but they would say like you present like you've got your stuff together uh so so I think you know, we're, we're acculturated as men, particularly uh, white men, I think, to and, and educated and middle class, all these different things, uh, to to present like we got our stuff together. And then when we say anything like we don't, uh, the the response is to reinforce like, no, 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 you you have your stuff together. So right. uh, like, there's so no, would, like there's no collective possibility that, you know, us, us being, you know, mostly cisgendered white men, could not have our shit together. Uh, so no, there's there's no category for that. No. So uh, yeah, so it, and it creates uh, it creates sort of this catch twenty two, right? Like you, if you don't have your stuff together, uh, that's first of all, it's scary to name to yourself. Like I, I didn't want to say to myself like I'm lonely and I I'm needy and I've got really no nowhere to go with that. Like that's a scary thought. And then to go to somebody and ask for help and be rejected, that's that's even worse because uh, then. Because then I'm asking myself questions of okay I'm lonely and now I'm, am I am I worthy of help uh, and so all that's to say uh, my my recommendation to to every father ever is is to one notice uh, notice the difficulty and the challenge and and ask for help early and often uh, and even in the ritual of asking for help you might discover that you you needed more help than you thought uh, and then. The other thing that I wanted to just touch on 
and, and maybe dive in a little deeper is just what what are those what are the magic words uh so for for us as men what are what are those words that will communicate to to other men like no 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 i'm not coming to you for an attaboy i'm not coming to you for you know a pat on the back like get back in there and, and go get them uh, like what what do i need to say so that other people will hear me like i i need help like i need you to attend to my uh loneliness or my my uh inadequacy my my feelings of inadequacy how do, how do i say that to to other dads so that they'll hear me and go oh he you know he needs help so. that's a really good question and i feel like i run into that also and on the on the one hand i, I could imagine saying well it could, could, couldn't it be just as easy as that as saying, oh, hey, I, 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 need, I need help. Or more specifically, I need you. I need you to be present with me. I need you to spend time with me, to prioritize me. Um, but what I, what I think I run into, though, is like you were mentioning, a lot of society pouring into this equation also. There, there's a lot of conditioning that goes into men to be strong, to be clever, to have things put together, to know what they're doing. And, and again, the, and there's, there, there's a particular narrative here that says once you hit fatherhood, you've hit the, the peak of your existence or you've hit <laughs> right. the apex of yeah. what you're ontologically built for, which, you know, I mean, it's, and it's not, it's not a bad place to be by any means, but, but it is one particular narrative of, of, quote, the good life. And just because it might be good in and of itself doesn't mean that it's easy and doesn't mean that everyone who enters fatherhood is actually ready for it or are able to right. do it. So, um, so, but, but I run into these narratives in my own head saying, well, okay, so I'm male, I'm in a heteronormative monogamous relationship and I've got kids, I've got a degree, I own my business, I, I even own a house and uh, on, on one level, like, uh, I have it all, air quotes. Yeah, you're impressive. Yeah. All right, I, I am the bee's knees. So, yeah. and you're right, it's really lonely and really difficult. And um, and there's, and what I feel is pressure to, to uphold that. And yeah. some, some, some of this I might blame a little bit on, you know, growing up a perfectionist and growing up in a, in a really high expectations house. So just kind of normalized for me that, Oh yes, of course you'll be extraordinary. And of course you'll do all of these wonderful, fantastic things. And, um, which on the one hand is cool because it pushes me to do things. But on the other hand, it's like, well, can't I just like fail and be okay? And. Ooh, that's a risky question. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right, which I mean, granted, I, I don't actually want to fail, but I think I want to know that I can, and that you know, I will be okay with myself, and that people will be okay with me. And I, I don't know that. Like, I don't have a guarantee of that in myself or around me. So, yeah, and I think the my like on a practical level, my experience of that is for the first for the first few months of of my kid's life, I was I was not very important. Uh, I was just changing diapers and you know the baby didn't have this this deep emotional bond with me like he did with his mom uh and and so i i remember being frustrated i was like what what am i doing here um like i i didn't really have any uh benchmarks for lack of a better term of of, of success and so 
it's one of the reasons I, I dove so hard into work was it, when I would go to work, uh, there were, there was feedback. There, there was like measures of success. Like if I, if, if I knocked out a certain number of meetings and they were up to a certain level of quality and if I could raise a certain amount of money and if I could do all these things, then there, then I felt important and I felt, I felt valued and I felt worthy. And with this baby, uh, I was basically functioning as, as a shelf that, that the baby's mom would put the baby on, on this shelf. Like, so I would hold the baby for a while. The baby didn't really want anything to do with me. They just wanted mom and they wanted food and they wanted sleep. Uh, and I, w I was nowhere in that equation. And so, uh, so I, <laughs> the, all the, the things that I was, I was trained and acculturated to be as a, as a man, to be worthy, to be important, to be strong, to be productive. Uh, those, those things didn't, didn't matter. Uh, and, and that was just sort of the, the, the practical manifestation of that as, as a, as a baby, you know, fast forward to when I was in grad school, you know, we, we had a, you, Declan was three at that time. Uh, he, he wasn't impressed with my grades, you know, he wasn't, <laughs> you know, the, the, when I would talk to other people, uh, they, they would, they would be like, you know, Oh, uh, you know, how's school, blah, blah, blah. Like they, they were interested. That was important. It made me feel, uh, like I had a certain status. Like I, I had my stuff together. Like I was doing things and, and my three-year-old just, just wanted me to just be with him and, and play Legos with him and, uh, read him books over and over. And, and so again, it, it, really it contradicted my, my programming as a, as a man. Uh, and, and like you said, all these, all these other categories too, you know, cisgender, white, uh, middle-class, you know, you got, you got to be productive. You got to be all these things. And so, uh, being a father, uh, it, my experience with it just, it disrupted all those things. It, it called those, all those things into question and, uh, really didn't know for, for, a, and I, I guess I'm still, kind of it's not like I figured it out like oh then this is this is what it is uh, I think it, it still causes things into question um, you know what why do I want to be so productive why do I need to be perfect mm -hmm. what if I do fail and there's something to consider there too in so instead of hopefully setting ourselves up for success or, or more enriching experience um, comparing comparing parenting to to work you're right uh, at yeah. work there's a lot more measurable guidelines my, you know mile markers uh, the, the measurable outcomes, you know, you can tell if you made a certain dollar amount, you know, you can right. tell if you got this credential or not with, uh, with parenting. <laughs> my dad, my, my dad made this quip at my graduation where he was reflecting on, you know, the, the joyous adventure of, you know, raising me and he, and he remarked, Oh yeah, it just, you know, the, the time raising you, it went by, it was like, it was like five minutes underwater. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, classic in a good way right <laughs> right 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 which completely made sense and and yeah. it's true but but it's it's very much a long game like there there's a sense mm -hmm. where we're like okay so when do we know we've succeeded like if the kid lives to 18 cool like when they successfully complete school i mean that's a very specific narrative you know or is it like did do my kids grow up do they have enriching marriages do they leave yeah. successful lives air quotes we need qualifier 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 there um like how do we know if we've succeeded it's super undefined kind of we could we could point out some features but it's also very much on the on the spectrum of like 
we were kind of successful or maybe we were really successful, probably not abject failures, but maybe, maybe one thing that would be helpful for, for fathers in general to consider is that we maybe need to expand the narrative of success to include a lot of different variations. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to succeed at this. There's a lot of ways that our kids will be fine. There's a lot of ways that we can have good, healthy relationships with our kids and they can be good, healthy, thriving members of society um, that may or may not include an education, that may or may not include being married, that may or may not include this or that thing. But um, so, so sometimes I have to remind myself of that too, that um, success can look a lot, of diff- a lot of different ways. Yeah. Yeah, and I would, I would add just the, the, the baseline for me is, uh, is, is presence. I think, you know, it's, it's one of the things that we do in, in counseling uh, is, is, you know, we, we can fall into the trap of, of fixing people, uh, giving advice or, you know, just, just offering solutions. And I think um, th- those things can be, those things can be good when, they're founded in, in, you know, what we call therapeutic alliance or, uh, you know, a trusting relationship. And, and I think those things are uh, just a fancy way of saying we're, we're present with people. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that I would say my, my father did well was, was he, he was, he was present, um, you know, and, and the things that I can point to that he didn't do well were, were almost, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't matter so much because he was present. And when, when we're talking about success, like I, um, I'm with you. I'm like, I, I don't know. Uh, I think, I think the best I can do is, is, is be present. And, and it's, it connects back to the other idea we were talking about of just asking, asking for help from other dads who, who might be further along or, or might even just be in the exact same situation as us. I think what we can do for each, each other is, is, be present um you know dads dads with other dads and just leaving space for for those questions so so when we're with each other and, and saying you know i i need help um like i've had i've had people ask me you know well you need help like what what do you need and sometimes the answer is is i don't know uh and that's that's a that's a good answer that's a valid answer um and so so how do you be a good father i i think another uh, that's another, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I think being present is, is like a down payment on being a good father. Um, and I think, you know, helping each other, I think one of the ways that we, we can help each other is just being, being present with each other. Um, so we, and, and as we ask those questions, like, how do you be a good father? How do you, how do you be, you know, or how do you be a good son whatever that means? Um, we, we have to start with, with being present. Uh, and and what I mean by presence is obviously you know there's the physical presence there's there's the the thing we do in counseling we just we attend to what the other person is feeling um, you know you you if you're lonely uh, and you're with somebody who is who is present uh, and they they can see your loneliness and they can they can know and understand that you're lonely um, you you might go go away uh, with some healing and continued loneliness, if that makes sense. Like there, there can be a, a both end there. I think um, that does make sense. Uh, when you're talking about presence, I was thinking back to, you, you mentioned the, the, the Legos and yeah, uh, yeah, which I, I, I want to, 
I wanted to circle back to that because that, that struck me as a both this hugely monumental challenge to, you know, and, and it's been a challenge for me to, to come home from work where I'm important, I'm credentialed, people want my opinion and I have, can be this really, have this really inflated sense of self and I'm doing all these fancy nuanced things and I'm talking all these highfalutin concepts and everything. And then I go home and my kid's just like, you know, daddy, will you build trains with me? Will you yeah. help me build a Lego fire engine that doesn't look anything like a fire engine? Uh, will you, um, you know, uh, I mean, yesterday it was, can we get the old bamboo sticks in the yard and build a teepee out of it? And it just, you know, on the one hand, those are incredibly challenging moments. And on the other hand, those are also some of my favorite moments if I can mm -hmm. slow down to be there with them. Because I realize these are the, the pure and undefiled connection points with my with my offspring and and hey, on on so many levels that's good i get to step away from work i get to have a break i get to really practice that mindfulness stuff that i talk about all the time and <laughs> go down and work with my hands and yeah does the thing we build really matter no but you know hopefully my kid will remember yeah dad used to come home and play legos with me you know, dad thought I was important. Dad liked to spend time with me. Dad delighted in me. And if I could give any gifts to my kids, I mean, those would be among the most important to give. So I, yes, I, I, I want to emphasize what, what you were saying too, that the, one of the best things we can do for kids is to, to be present or to borrow the language of the, the, the like detachment theorists to, to attune, to be attuned, mm -hmm. emotionally attentive, emotionally responsive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, some of that is like we've talked about, like you know, the culturation. Uh, we I think we're a tr we're trained in a lot of ways to not do that. Um, and part of part of my experience is as I've become a father, in, and now you know, obviously continuing growing to be a father. Uh, it it took it took time for me to do that for myself. Uh, you know, so, so being present with myself. Uh, and and noticing the the contradiction in in my in my programming and then what and what my son needed um like i so functional and so utilitarian sometimes and it's like what what is the purpose of my being here what is the purpose of my saying this or hearing this and uh and good counseling is is really similar to to good parenting like you if you're with a client and you're you're just being with them, there's there's value in that. Uh, if if you're with a client that's that's in the midst of a crisis and there there's no there's no solution, there's no there's no words you can say, but you're just present with them. That's that's really it's really valuable. Uh, and so we we can do this for ourselves and, and notice. Uh, like I so I sit down with myself and I'm like I. Uh, I notice what is what is important to my son, and I notice the that he's like I said he's he's not he's not impressed with how much money I make. Uh, and there's there's part of me that's like, man, it'd be nice if if everybody in the world was just on the same page. Like if everybody could just be impressed with me, that would be better. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, but my five year old isn't, and and so I as I'm present with myself, I'm like, wait a minute, uh, maybe my son's right. Uh, maybe it doesn't matter. Uh, maybe maybe my presence matters more, uh, and and so that that sort of frees me up to go. Okay, I I can I can do I, I can sit at the dinner table with a pile of Legos and just build things for 
for a while, for, for an hour, you know, and, and that, uh, that sort of that process of noticing my own frustration with it and then accepting that and then moving into like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be present. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to enjoy building Legos with my kids. Um, yeah. When we talk about the, the the labor of parenting or or the emotional labor, I think that's that's what you're talking about. It, it takes work, and it, it it's yeah. uncomfortable to to do that that hour of Legos, uh, and it and it's okay. It's it's good work to do, and it's it's good to work hard at a hard thing, and that's maybe a more productive hard thing to do than to be constructing these lectures or sermons or <laughs> all these like super fancy fancy exotic adventures. I mean. I'd like to do exotic adventures with my kids too, but sometimes the the simple ordinary moments, the the consistently accessible ordinary moments, they they can have the, the best impact. So I'm thinking back yeah. to one of the questions we started with, and how do we ask for help from other fathers? And and how do we really clearly communicate, hey, this is what I need? Um, I wonder if some of it is um, communicating, hey, I think this is what you need also. And Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the things I've noticed in my in my life is that um, vulnerability tends to beget more vulnerability. In 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 most contexts, there there's some contexts where that's not going to be the case, and vulnerability is not safe. So that's a different conversation. But among you know similar 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 peers in kind of a shared community, more likely when 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 I've said. I'm having a problem with this. This is hard for me. A lot of times um, people will say, oh yeah, here's something that's hard for me too. And, and I have had that where, um, and I think this happens a lot of church where if, if I'm a parent with like the acting out kid, you know, a lot of times the looks from, from, from other fathers would be like, oh man, I know what that's like. Or, oh yeah, you too. Um, sometimes. And th- those are, those are kind of cool moments because there's a, sh- you know, quick, casual understanding of, eh, we, we all have these days. We, we all kind of get it. Those are encouraging. Then there's those other moments where it's like the, the, the babushki, they give us the stink eye and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah. uh, you know. the, little, the little shame, the look of shame. Yeah. Which that totally happens. It's totally not helpful. <laughs> and I have probably done it before and please forgive me. But, um, Oh yeah. I used to think like, Oh, my, my kids will never be like that. and then i had kids yeah i think uh my where my mind goes is is maybe more more practical and concrete than is helpful but uh i i think about the the amount of time and energy that it takes to 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 be vulnerable and and to to do that well like it it's more than just you you happen to be getting coffee at the same you know, the, the coffee table at church and you sort of turn to the person like, Oh man, this is hard. So that, that's, um, that, that's, that's not what you're looking for. It's more like, uh, sit, you know, sitting down with somebody for dinner, you know, and you know, it, both families are there in the same room. And so there, there's room, there's space, there's time. Uh, you, you are able to do that emotional labor together. Uh, and, so it 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 there need there needs to be some some intentionality, uh, almost like planning, uh, like pl- planning to cross that bridge of that that sort of scary rope bridge of vulnerability and uh, to 
to name the, the hard things with, with somebody else. Uh, so it, it probably won't happen over text message. Um, it probably won't happen uh, through sarcasm or, or through jokes. Uh, it, it'll probably happen in very specific settings. And so uh, this is one of the things I've noticed in, in my community and, and especially in the churches, you know, men, men gather around uh, like activities like sports. Like let's watch sports together. Uh, let's let, you know. Let's go to the bar. Get a beer. Let's build uh, a house together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. Let's like build something together. Let's you know, I'm building a deck or I'm destroying a fence or whatever it is. Um, so you know, I, I think there there are opportunities there uh, in in sort of those affinity based things. I, I guess what I'm saying is it's it's difficult and and it takes it takes intentionality and um, you know. My my experience with it is, uh, it's it's hit and miss. Like if if you if you ask somebody, you know, for help, and if you're vulnerable with them, and it and it doesn't it doesn't flow, uh, it doesn't lead to that vulnerability from the other person, then 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 you miss, and that's okay. Uh, there there will be other opportunities, and there will be people who are like, uh, and what what I've experienced too is so there's been the misses, and there there's been the times when I've named. I'm lonely and it's because my kids, like I, I love my kids, but I don't want to be a parent right now. Like there's been times when I've named that and people are like, thank you for saying that. I know exactly what you mean because I, I'm in the exact same place that you are. Uh, and, and so I want to emphasize both. Uh, it's, it is hard. Uh, there will be misses. There'll be times when you're, you're, you're going to be like, this is hard and I, I need help. And then people don't, don't get it. Or they don't, or they get it and they don't know how to help. Uh, and then there'll be times when, when you reach out to another dad, uh, and, and they'll, they'll see you and it'll be good. Uh, you're, you're going to probably have some of both. I think so. There, there will be a lot of misses because there, there's going to be people who a are not yet comfortable admitting this to themselves or other people who just don't quite know good practical ways to talk about it or they, yeah. They're not trained as counselors, so you know. They, they, uh, you know, not like us. We're not like us. Super awesome people. Yeah. So there's gonna be there's gonna be messes, and I think there's also there's hopefully there's gonna be other opportunities, but there could also be room for. Sometimes you just need to keep trying. You need to find you know, here's here's a guy, here's another dad you have affinity with, and pursue him, pursue a relationship, and that's yeah. maybe a different sort of way of thinking about you know non-sexual male friendship, but. There should yeah. be a pursuit there. You know, the, the, those affinities we talked about, you know, doing a sport together, building a deck together. Sure, those are very activity-based. And that can be fine. That can be a great, safe What's context for we don't have to be sitting, looking at making eye contact over 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 table. We can be next to each other in proximity to each other and making small comments to each other throughout the course of a day. And that can do the same thing. And that can be wonderful. And what I, I hear what you're saying, Aaron, too, where you really have to be intentional about it and say, here's a relationship I need to pursue. Here's the the offerings of vulnerability I'm going to employ for this and be strategic about what, when you bring them up. Absolutely. Uh, and this this might sound too much like prospecting, prospecting for sales or something, but <laughs> you know, the, like you, you, might, you might run into somebody who's... Uh, they're looking for the same thing that you are. Uh, so you'll, you'll reach out to another dad who, who can support you and, and you can support them both. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's when it's really cool. Um, you know, I, I have a couple of, of 
dads that I'm in a relationship where the other kids are older than mine, like they're, they're in high school. And, uh, so when we talk, it's, it's mutual. Um, you know, he, he's going through the, just the, the older version of the same challenges that I'm going through. And, and so when we, when we check in with each other, it's, it's sort of a, it's this really cool, like mutual check-in and I'll, and I'll be honest too, like it's taken like five years to get there. You know, it, it takes, it takes time. Uh, and, and I think it's not scary. It's just, it, it is what it is. Like, it'd, it'd be nice if I could just walk up to a dad, sort of cold call him like, Hey man, I need help. And they're like, cool, I got you. And then boom, we, you know, we get to this deep intimacy and, and talk about our feelings and stuff, but right. it's just, it's not realistic. No, you got to um, learn each other's language. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think on the other end of that too, say, say you're, say you're the dad, he's getting, he's getting, he's getting prospected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, someone's reaching out to you or, or saying, wow, this is really hard. I don't know what to do. Or uh, someone else is, you know, bold enough to say, Hey, I'm kind of lonely. Can, can you, can you be with me a little bit? I can imagine in that moment feeling some pressure to offer a solution or to say, here's, yeah. what I do. here's how, here's how I will help you. And that's not necessarily what is needed. I mean, if you have the silver bullet wisdom, I mean, sure, dispense it, but probably you don't more likely what is, let's just say you don't let's just say you don't. Yeah. <laughs> let's just say you don't just to be safe. Right. You don't have any silver bullet wisdom. No, yeah. no. Um, but you can be fully there you can say, yeah, I'm yeah. here with you. Do you want to talk about that more? Like, is there, is there anything specific you are looking for? In which case I'll do my best, but otherwise, yeah, um, I'm here with you. I, I, I love you. I like you. I'm not afraid of you or afraid of your problems. Uh, just present statements like that can be really valuable. Yeah, that covers it. Like I, I think, you know, good, good clinical counseling work starts and ends with, you you just reflect how they're feeling you know so if another dad is is asking for help it, you know my my experience with with that is uh asking for solutions is is not usually what they what they want even even if they're like i want you to you know i want ideas i want advice eh, i mean yeah. not you you're probably going to tell them something that they've already thought of uh and yeah you know, it, and like you said, like what, what you can do well, what you can do best is, is just, just be with them. Like I, like I hear that this is hard and, um, you know, especially dads, like I've sat, like I've sat with a couple of dads who are just like, I keep blowing up at my kids. And, uh, and so they're, as they're talking it through, like they, when you blow up like a, at your kid, I, I blown up at my kids. I feel like a failure. Like I feel shame. I feel uh, I feel inadequate. I feel like, you know, I, I'm a counselor. I should know better. Like if I blew up at a client like this, like that would be, you know, like a complaint to the ethical board. And my sons are more important than a client. No offense to my clients. All right. uh, and so there's just uh, there's there's all these feelings, right? And it's tempting to to want to to solve it and be like, oh, everybody does that. Uh, but it's it's that intentionality. It's that, it's that pacing. It's that presence of just being with somebody and saying like, yeah, you, you feel like a failure. There is, there is that variable that for, for sure you, you and I work with where we, we are counselors. We do have specialized training. Yeah. We, we do know about 
empathy and attunement and reflective listening and nonviolent communication. So theoretically, we are, be- uh, air quotes, theoretically as counselors, we're, we're, we're better equipped for this, but, but you're right. I mean, before and after we're counselors, we're still humans and we, we don't have it quite all together. And yes, I, I hear that awful tension of, I am super nice to my clients all day long and then I come home and I'm really mean to my family. Um, and sometimes thankfully my kids are in bed. So, so I'm just mean to my wife, which is also worse. Yeah. We can do a, we can do a whole podcast on marriage. as counselors. Uh, Yes, we, we should because, um, marriage is hard for everyone and, uh, maybe even more so for the people who theoretically have skills. Um, <laughs> in here. So I want to, I want to maybe close with trying to draw out this, this, uh, very bizarre tension of on the one hand, loosening expectations and on the other hand tightening expectations like like i think we were talking about there's these societal narratives we perceive where we're supposed to you know have the education have the house have the income have our feelings all put together and be invulnerable and impenetrable and and have all that and that ideal may be really unattainable and really unhealthy if you do attain it and so so on the one hand we kind of want to relax the standards and say you know you're kind of okay and maybe be go easy on yourself but then on the other hand, we might say, okay, so, you know, you are blowing up at your family. Like, don't let yourself off the hook. I mean, this is still really important work and you need to invest in it and you need to do it well. And there is a really big calling on your life to, to, be, to be partnered well, to be, a, to be a parent really well. And it's hard. It's good, I think. And it's not... I don't know. I don't know if I could say it's for everyone or not. Uh, it's definitely not something everyone is really well set up for or prepared for. But I think it is a thing. Once you're in it, you can learn to do it well. And there are resources out there and you can grow into this role. And I mean, if you're if you found yourself in the role of a father in particular, I feel like, yeah, you you should want to grow in it. Yeah, absolutely. I just said should. Yeah. Counselors, counselors aren't supposed to say should. <laughs> oh, well, you shouldn't say should. Uh, yeah. I did it <laughs> I, I like what you're saying. I think my, my version of loosening, loosening the standards and, and at the same time meaning, maintaining a high, high standard is, uh, I think, continually noticing my, uh, my expectations of myself. So being being mindful of what what it is I I want to do, what it is I think I'm doing. So I, I expect to be a good father. Uh, I expect to well, really, to never blow up at my kids. And and then when I do, I I try not to go to that place of shame and and you know falling apart. And uh, you know I'm I'm a bad father now. So it's it's sort of counterintuitive, right? Like a, good fathers do blow up at their kids sometimes. Um, you you can you can be a good father. You can be you can be worthy. You can love your kids and and blow up at them. And and there's so there there is a contradiction there that uh, that is uncomfortable. And so being mindful of 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 that, uh, I think the the risk that I fall into at times is is going to that place of shame. And and I think when I've gone there, it it leads to more blowing up at my kids. Uh, it's sort of sort of weird like the more the worse I feel about it uh the the more fragile I get emotionally and the, the more sort of brittle 
I, I am when I, when I am present, if that makes sense. And uh, I think the other thing I'll say, so there, there's that contradiction of can you be a good father and blow up your kids? I would say, yeah. The other thing I'll name is, is, is progress. I think it, it's, it, is, it, it is not a concrete, measurable thing, being a good father. Uh, and at the same time, I think we, we can notice and we can celebrate progress in ourselves. So if you're somebody who, and this, again, this is, this is practical and concrete, but let's say you blow up your kids, blow up at your kids five times yesterday, and today you blew up at them three times. That's, that's progress, right? Yeah, progress. Like, like, yeah. And, and so then hopefully we, we can notice like, okay, what, what was different about today uh, where, where I was more able to, to manage my own emotions with my kids? Um, and, and can, we, can we continue on that trajectory when, when there are setbacks? Uh, and this this is sort of coming from from like addiction type of of stuff, but you know there there's a difference between like a two week bender and and one one hit, you know, and and so or or turning that two week bender into a six month prison sentence or whatever. Right. Uh, so we you know how how do we take those yeah how do we take those little those, those mistakes and and turn them into learning opportunities for ourselves and for our kids? Yeah. Ah, taking a harm reduction approach to parenting. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> yeah. Harm reduction parenting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Beat your kids less. You know. Right. <laughs> uh, hashtag addiction nerds. Uh, yeah, yeah. But there's something so valuable there in in being able to to sit with yourself and to say, okay, this thing happened, and maybe it was bad in every way. And it, maybe it's even like irreparable, but there's always a way to recreate something new from there. And I feel like that has to be our mindset of saying, well, I will, I will hold myself responsible for what I did and I will no longer punish myself for it because yeah. the only, the most, most productive thing I can do is to start to build something new from here. And you just, you just keep going. I don't know if we have time to fully like expand this idea, but I think the, you know, the other idea too, I mean, we, we will hurt our kids. We will have those relationship ruptures and being able to repair the relationships, being able to reconcile with our kids is going to be one of the most important things too. Um, Cause you model so much, so much important stuff and like confidence and humility and forgiveness and like attuned love. And that, that would, that would be my other, my, my other hope for, for fathers too, is that we can a be, be vulnerable enough to, to ask other, other dads for help and support and presence. And also that, you know, we'll, we'll aspire to greatness, we'll fail, and then we'll reconcile, we'll repair it as, as we do it and, and be able to own that we've done things wrong to our friends, to our wives, to our kids, to our partners. So kind of harm reduction and kind of just <laughs> functionally, realistically, this is what works. If we, if we can learn that in ourselves and, and practice that, uh, then, then we can take those those moments of failure and, and, like you said, create something good, you know, create something beautiful and, and and healthy. And you know, vulnerability with our kids, you know, leads us to to connection with them. That it, it doesn't mean that we have to be perfect. It means that we we can be present and connected with them. Uh, and so when we fail, we we can like I I failed. Uh, I I shouldn't have talked to you like that. And and here's why I was mad. And you know, I was hurt. I was scared. You know that that's a that's powerful vulnerability that we can practice with our kids, and and then reaching reaching out to other fathers, like it, practicing that vulnerability with other men is is scary and risky, 
and and then when you find that uh, that mutual vulnerability with other men, it, it's beautiful. Uh, it's it's so good just to be present with other men and and just name name your fears, name name your failures, name name your you know what, what's happening in you. Be vulnerable. That that vulnerability again and again, it's really important. Aaron, off the top of your head, are there any particular uh, readings or books that you'd recommend for fathers, well, for parents, but for fathers in particular, about being a dad, being a dad well, and how to do that? Oh, man. You put me on the spot. I totally did. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Renee Brown's writing on vulnerability, uh, like that's kind of her, that's her thing. Uh, so I would, I would start there. There's books out there. I, I totally did put you on the spot. I apologize, but um, no yeah, but yeah, there, there's some good books out there. I know a couple that I'm thinking of. Uh, one on the science end of it. So, The Developing Minds by Dan Siegel. Also, actually, probably almost anything by Dan Siegel. Um, the, the Developing Minds, uh, Mindsight. There's another book he wrote specifically for parents. I've appreciated those in the way that he talks about here's what happens in the brain of the kid as they're developing and as they have this or that kind of interaction with the parent and so for me when i read that it was a really helpful look at like oh here here's the inner mechanics and knowing a little bit more about the inner mechanics helped to inform some of my other choices and and that was really good and then uh i mean we referenced church culture some so throughout this one uh, there's a book called uh, you know parenting toward the kingdom by philip mamalakis it's it's very much from a christian perspective because he's an orthodox christian but it's also I feel like a really good balanced approach to to parenting, parenting long term, you know, talks a lot about managing expectations and forgiveness and uh, trusting the kid in a way. And um, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, we all within Christian, Christian nomenclature, but there's, there's value there if, if that is meaningful to you. So happy Father's Day. <laughs> yeah. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. We, we figured it out. We figured it out. We fixed yeah, you we all. So let us, let us yeah. know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five no, star but, reviews, please. Yes. Five star reviews. Please do leave <laughs> us feedback and questions, comments, disagreements, and other, other questions, things, other questions you might have, things you need, and we'd love to tackle it. Thanks, Aaron, for being here. Thanks, listener, for following along. Let's keep the conversation going. We love your feedback and invite you to share your thoughts about this conversation. Also, we'd appreciate your review and five-star rating on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Share your thoughts through email at smartcouncilpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash smartcouncilpodcast. Please consider supporting this podcast with a financial donation through patreon.com slash smartcouncil. Our theme music is by Trent Price. Our logo design is by Thomas Moore. Thanks again for listening, and let's keep the conversation going.